So I thought it was pretty funny when they asked me to speak this, this part of the series because I hate musicals. And, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, and you might have guessed it, I married someone who loves musicals, so I'm uh, invited to watch them. And some of them I've made them through, some of them I haven't. I made it through this movie, and I absolutely love this movie. So this is the exception to the rule for me. But uh, if you haven't seen this movie, movie before, we're going to watch two clips this morning. And the first clip I want to just kind of get you up to speed on, P.T. Barnum, he, he's uh, lost his job, and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do to take care of his family. And he comes up with this dream and this idea to start a museum. And a museum with people who weren't commonly thought of as people you would want to hang out with, people who are outcast. And so he invites these people in to something they had never experienced before to be entertainment. And it ultimately develops the circus. And so I'm going to let you watch this first clip and check it out, and then we'll pick it up from there. I absolutely love that first scene because where everyone else sees problems, P.T. Barnum saw potential. He saw potential in those people that they could be so much more than what they saw themselves. And his belief in them gave them belief. And so often in life, we can be the same way. We, we can be like all the other people who don't see beyond the surface. But P.T. Barnum did. And it's part of what makes this movie and it makes this scene, I think, so inspirational. And when we look at Jesus, Jesus was that way. He didn't just see outcast. He didn't just see freaks. He saw something so much more than what other people saw. And we're going to talk about an encounter that Jesus had this morning with a guy in a place called Jericho. And Jericho was a city uh, in the first century, 15 miles north of Jerusalem. It was a destination place for a lot of the wealthy. People would want to buy vacation homes there. They had a lot of the best food, a lot of the, the most desirable things you wanted were in Jericho. And so Jesus is getting closer and closer to the time where he was crucified. And he's on a trip. He's on a journey to Jerusalem. And he goes into Jericho. And he's got this large entourage, this huge crowd of people who are following him because he's healing people and he's teaching them things they had never been taught before. And so people want a piece of Jesus. If they had the paparazzi at the time, they would have been there because they would have wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus. And so he's got this large group of people following him into this town of Jericho. And that's where we pick up the story in Dr. Luke's account, chapter 19, verse 1. So you can read along with me on the screen. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. And then there was a man named Zacchaeus. Some of you have heard of Zacchaeus. It would be a great name for your kid, uh, just because I don't know anybody named Zacchaeus. But uh, anyway, he was a chief tax collector in the region and had become very rich. Now, without knowing the cultural ramifications of him being a chief tax collector, it'd be easy to breeze past that. But if you look back in history, and you look at culture, a chief tax collector would be someone who was a traitor, someone who had done his people dirty. Because see, the Roman Empire was, they, they were the, the, the leading people of that area. And they basically hired Jewish people to go and collect taxes 
from their people, and then they skimmed money off the top. And so they were despised by all other Jewish people. And he had gotten wealthy by exploiting his very own people. So you can imagine that he didn't have too many people around him. But he was there that day. And so we pick it up in verse 3. And, and Luke writes, he tried to get a look at Jesus, but, but Zacchaeus had a problem. He was vertically challenged. It says he was too, cho- too short to see over the crowd. And some of you, if you've been around church and you grew up uh, as a child in church, you may associate a song with Zacchaeus. Some of you have it in your head right now. Unfortunately, it's like one of the worst songs ever. I, I'm going to actually sing it for you. You can sing along. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Wait a minute. Is that politically correct? Would anybody want to be called a wee little man? I was thinking maybe we could sing it this way. Zacchaeus was a little person, and a little person was he. Is that any better? I don't think so. All right. So then the song continues. Um, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in that tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down from coming to your house today. Okay, we're done. I am sorry I had to subject you to that if you've never heard it before. We actually had a staff member this past week. I said, have you heard the Zacchaeus song? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was busting out some YouTube and playing some old children's songs for him, and he did not like it very much. But I'll say, we pick it up here. Zacchaeus, he's in the tree. Um, He literally ran ahead. He climbed it. And Jesus was going to pass his way. He anticipated Jesus coming. And I'll just pick it up in verse 5a. Jesus came by, and he looked up at Zacchaeus. And and, and check this out. He called him by name. Now, think about the scene here. Large crowd. Popular guy. I mean, Jesus was popular right now. People wanted a piece of him. And the most probably despised guy in town, Jesus goes up to, he seeks him out, and he says his name. And in that moment, he makes a connection. Because when you say someone's name, you make a connection. Someone says, Teddy. Someone says, Paxton. Someone says, Brooke. And you got their attention. Someone says, hey, Noah. Got their attention. Because there's something about the power of a name. And Jesus knew that. And he made a connection. And in that moment, he took someone that no one else uh, gave any esteem or value to, and he gave him tremendous value by acknowledging that, hey, I see you. Then Jesus continues, Zacchaeus, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And Zacchaeus, he quickly climbed down, and he took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Can you imagine what that felt like? In that moment, he's maybe thinking, 
Maybe there's a chance for me. Maybe there's an acceptance for me that I haven't had in a long time. Maybe since I became a professional tax collector, I haven't had this in years. And while I have a lot of wealth and while I have a lot of money, I'm extremely lonely. And Jesus saw something in him that no one else saw. Everyone else saw outcast, freak, betrayer. But Jesus saw something more. And one of the things I love about this is it just reminds me that God sees something more in you and in me. But here's the crazy thing about it. Everyone else saw what they saw, right? They saw a status. They saw what he did. They saw what he had done to them. And we see that so clearly in verse 7. Check this out. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. All the other people saw the externals. They didn't see what he could become or he could be or become. They saw what he was from his status. And they wanted to keep him down. And they were jealous. But aren't you glad that God doesn't see us that way? That Jesus, being God with skin on, doesn't see us that way? And it reminds me of this truth, that God sees value in people who feel devalued. God sees value in people who feel devalued. And no matter where we are, no matter what we've done, that gives us a lot of hope. And I started thinking about when we start to embrace that, when we start to live that out, things change for us. Then we can actually do this for other people. And I thought, you know what? I'd like to share with you ways you can do this for other people because it's great to have things you can hang on to when it comes to application of what we're talking about today. The first thing you can do is you can accept them. Now, the interesting thing is Jesus wouldn't agree with what Zacchaeus was doing. He wouldn't agree with him going around, stealing from people, cheating people, betraying his people. But Jesus showed him an acceptance right where he was. We can do that for other people. And then listen. Take time to listen. Because everybody has a story. There's a reason. There's something that runs deeper. And when we take the time to listen, when we take the time to acknowledge someone by name, we unlock a connection that opens them up to eventually maybe even changing. And that's where this last piece comes in. Encourage. Accept, listen, encourage. If you, if you want to remember it, it's ale. A-L-E. I know. But when we encourage people, I'm not just talking about, hey, good job. I'm talking about encouraging them to take that next step. And it may be to see themselves as God sees them. And then it may be from there to then step into the potential of what God made them to be. Because he doesn't just see problems. He sees potential. Now, going back to the movie, P.T. Barnum had great success in this movie. The circus took off. He got famous. But he lost sight of what was most important. He lost sight of his family. He lost sight of what it was really all about. He lost sight of people. And as a result, the circus kind of went, burned down. He lost his family. They moved away. 
And he finds himself in this next scene, sitting at a bar, trying to figure things out. So at this time, I want you to check out this scene. I love that failure isn't final, don't you? So often in life, we've gone through something hard. Maybe we've lost a job or we've had a relational failure and it runs a gamut. Maybe it's just I had a bad attitude yesterday. But failures aren't final. And one of the things that I've learned personally, and I think one of the things we can take away from in watching that clip, is that pain is necessary for change. If there's no pain, there's no change. And pain can be a good thing in that it helps us to know that something is actually wrong. A lot of times we don't think about pain in that way. But no pain, no change. It's an opportunity for growth. And one of the things I love about this last scene is the very people who call, were called out by P.T. Barnum, they went back to him and called out his potential and called out who he was. Isn't that funny how that works sometimes? Going back to the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus, he had his own from now on moment. And we pick up the story in verse 8. Meanwhile, Jesus at his house with Zacchaeus, or at Zacchaeus' house, this happened. He stood, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. And I've cheated people on their taxes, so I will give them what I've essentially stolen. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For the Son of Man, for Jesus himself, came to seek and to save that which was lost. It's beautiful to see someone have a from now on moment. And what this all reminds me of today as we look at the clip and as we look at the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus is that failures are opportunities for from now on moments. Failures are opportunities for from now on moments. And for a lot of us who have felt devalued, who have felt like failures, I hope today is a, is a new day for you. And it could be big, it could be small. But what I'd love to invite you to do is to take a next step. We do that a lot around here. We just believe life should be moving forward. We should be progressing that God has that for us because he sees the potential in us. And I love how Jesus sees the potential in us. And he saw the potential in Zacchaeus and he took the time to accept him. He took the time to listen to him. He took the time to encourage him to be everything he was created to be. So what about you? What's your from now moment? What I would love to challenge you to do today to take some time to think through that. If it's not clear to you now, to think back. Think back over to the last day, the last week, the last month, the last year. And, and really come up with the answer to this question. What is your from now on moment? Because failure is an opportunity 
for a from now on moment. God sees value in those who feel devalued. I'm going to pray for you as you take this next step. God, we thank you for allowing us to watch part of a movie today that hopefully inspires us toward you. We thank you for the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus that gives us hope to know that you see potential in all of us, that you see value in all of us, that you don't just see a bunch of problems, and that, God, your posture toward us is one of open arms, one of acceptance, one of listening to us, and one of wanting to encourage us to be everything we were created to be. So I pray we would be inspired to take our next steps, whatever they are, Help us to discuss that with the people in our circles. And help us to open up our circles to people who need to be invited in. We thank you for our time together this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.